Hey everyone, this is Mike. In this podcast, I want to talk about the attributes of a closely held corporation. I also want to talk about who the owners of a corporation are and what their responsibilities are. So let's begin with who the owners of a corporation are. Um, they are the shareholders, and their responsibilities include electing the board of directors, exerting shareholder approval for any type of merger actions, uh, the sale or uh, the sale of all or substantially all of the assets of the corporation, amending the articles of incorporation, and dissolving the corporation. Now, um, I want to comment a little bit about um, the board um, because we, <clears throat> we always hear about <clears throat> the board of directors. And uh, here is um, a bird's eye view of what a board of directors does. It essentially overlooks the daily operations of the business. It gives authority to senior officers to hire and fire employees, and it reports to shareholders <clears throat> on a periodic basis. So now that we have a general idea of who the owners of a corporation are and what their responsibilities are, we can now move on to what the attributes of a closely held corporation are. Um, the closely held corporations typically have the following characteristics. First, there's no public market for the sale or purchase of stock. Second, there is a limited number of shareholders. Third, the shares are not freely transferable, meaning that there are restrictions in place that prevent the shares from being um, transferred freely. Fourth, shareholders have typically invested and typically expect that they can participate directly in managing the business. And finally, shareholders are looking to the corporation as a primary source of income in the same way that employees are paid compensation. Now, one issue that sometimes gets overshadowed when we talk about the characteristics of a closely held corporation, but that is critically important, is this idea of fiduciary duty. So a closely held corporation is very much like a partnership. Those with the majority shares owe the utmost loyalty and good faith to minority shareholders. I can't tell you how much litigation is, um, is caused by um, minority shareholders um, alleging that they have somehow been slighted by the majority and how the majority has essentially run roughshod over them. Um, those, uh, those are typically the um, number one reasons for why there is litigation between minority shareholders and majority shareholders. Now, in exercising voting rights, majority shareholders have a duty to establish a legitimate business purpose. Legitimate business purpose is um, a legal term of art. And so if you are a minority shareholder that has taken exception to something that the majority has done, um, what you might do 
after the majority, assuming the majority has established a legitimate business purpose, uh, one way to challenge that is by asking whether there is an alternative business action that would have effectively met the legitimate purpose yet had yet have been less harmful to the minority. Um, the majority can still fire at will employees with a business purpose. And uh, what happens a lot with these closely held corporations is that the majority um, uses voting control devices in order to avoid reliance on the fiduciary duty um, in a way to kind of circumvent this um, uh, fiduciary duty so as to avoid uh, tumultuous litigation down the road and, um, and uh, obviously long court battles. Um, and so, uh, you know, voting control devices are a, a vital component of a closely held corporation's uh, bylaws. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me anytime, and I'll be more than happy to chat with you more about uh, this or any other issues um, that come up with closely held corporations.